Have you been searching for a word from the Lord? You want to feel his presence. You want to feel his love. Well, look no further, cause no matter who you are, you're all welcome here at Rising morning and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for tuning in to be a part of our Christmas special. I'm Pastor Amos L. Lewis, the proud pastor of Rising Star Missionary Baptist Church, and we want to take you on a journey to Bethlehem of Judea, and I hope you enjoy the trip. that I'm sure you've heard before. It's about the birth of our Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. It's about Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on their way to Bethlehem to give birth to the one we call the Great I Am. this journey to the night when our Savior was born. Come with me on this journey to the night when our Savior was born to the night when our Savior was born. All right, on our journey to Bethlehem with Judea, we want to talk about come worship the King. Our text is taken from Matthew's Gospel, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. I just want to expound on verses one through eight right now. I want you to go with me as we come to our text. We want to show you how the birth of Jesus took place. He's already born. And we see now astrologers are known as the wise men or the magi. They're coming from afar to worship baby Jesus, the king of Israel. I want to talk about their destination as they left from 
some say Babylon, Persia, the Persian Empire, they're traveling all the way to Jerusalem. And as they arrive in Jerusalem, they want to have a public meeting and they want to meet with King Herod as well as some of the experts of the Jewish law. No doubt they had heard about the coming of the Messiah from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and others who were down in Babylon. And so we see them coming and making this long trip. Some believe that these uh, individuals were very educated scholars, uh, philosophers. Some believe they were priests, perhaps even uh, scientists, medical doctors. And they made this journey so that they could see the king of the Jews. And the sad thing about the fact that they made this long journey to see the king of the Jews, the Jewish scholars who knew the scripture and had been studying the scripture for hundreds of years, they missed this Kairos moment, this significant moment in time. And I want to say to you, don't miss this major event. Don't miss this Kairos moment when God is speaking. That's when you need to really tune in and listen and make sure that you don't miss the Messiah as well. But we see them meeting with the king and they had a public meeting and we see the request of the wise men, they wanted to know, they wanted to inquire exactly where this king was going to be born. They was following the star in a general sense, but they need to know specifically exactly where the king would be born. So now we see the king's reaction to their request. King Herod, of course, was not too happy about hearing about a rival king because he considered himself a great king. In fact, he is known as Herod the Great. In fact, he reigned over Judea from 37 BC to 4 BC. King Herod was a bloodthirsty, very dangerous uh, tyrant. He had murdered not only his uh, wife, but he murdered his three sons as well as others. So King Herod was not a person that you wanted to mess with or get on the wrong side of him. But the significant thing about uh, King Herod I want to point out is he was a small man as far as character, and he was intimidated by a rival king. He was intimidated by this baby king called Jesus Christ. Herod was really full of himself, and he was so full of himself that he could not step outside of himself to see anyone else. But the good thing I want to mention about the fact that Jesus, he was really the king of the Jews and really the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And Jesus is the greatest of all times. He really deserved the title of a goat, G-O-A-T, the greatest of all times. And then not only we see uh, King Herod's concern, but we see his command. And this is what he says to the uh, wise men. Listen, I want to know about this king because go find him. And when you find him, I want to worship him as well. Of course, King Herod had no intention on worshiping the king of the Jews. But this is what he said to them. And I want to also point out the fact that they wanted to inquire from the Jewish scholars, the scribes, uh, the chief priests, because they were experts in the law. They had the job of translating documents, copying documents. They were copying legal documents. They were copying scripture. In addition to that, they came up with uh, laws and traditions, kind of like commentaries of the Old Testament, to help people to understand scripture. But the sad thing about it, they took their laws and traditions and commentaries and put it on the same level as scripture. And when the Messiah was born, they had a problem with that because Jesus did not fit the mold that they had imagined of the Messiah. And I want to say to you, you may not fit the mold that people imagine of you as a Christian, but don't let people put you in a box. Be your own unique self. Why be a cheap copy when you can be a genuine original? God has made you to be unique, so you need to walk in your role and in your calling, just like Jesus did during this earthly ministry. Whether people accept you or reject you, that's up to them. You just do what God told you to do. Learn to live for an audience of one. 
So we move right along. We see the religious leaders reply, and they told these wise men, these men from the east, the magi, these astrologers, they told them that this baby is supposed to be born in Bethlehem or Judea. They were quoting Michael 5, 2 in the Old Testament because it was pointed out that he would be born in Bethlehem. Even though he was raised in Nazareth of Galilee, he was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is significant because Bethlehem means house of bread. Isn't it ironic that the bread of life, amen, was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread? And we see that not only uh, this place is significant because David was called the, uh, uh, Bethlehem was called the city of David, but also Rachel was buried there in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was about five miles south of Jerusalem. So this was a significant place in history. So they went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem was a small village. And let me say this to you, that greatness often comes out of small places. People are often born in obscurity and God takes that obscurity or that remote place to mold them, shape them and develop them. And we see Jesus being born in a place called Bethlehem, a small village. Somebody says it's not where you come from, but it's all about where you're going. And then we see a private meeting that King Herod had with these wise men because he wanted to inquire further about their journey and exactly what they were there to do. So he tells them, listen, go ahead and listen to what the chief priests and the uh, scribes are saying to you based on Michael 5 and 2, go to Bethlehem, find this king of the Jews. And when you find the king of the Jews, you guys make sure that you come back and tell me what's going on because I want to worship him as well. Then there's more to the story, so stay tuned. There is no king, no king but me. He can't have it. This throne, the crown, are mine. I will protect my line. I will protect my lineage. Guard, assemble all the soldiers. Find and kill every male child under the age of two. Now! Yes, sir! Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver you Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know 
Thank you for sticking with me. And now we're going to talk about the wise men's discovery. We talked about the wise men's destination, how they left from where they were somewhere in Babylon, part of the Persian Empire, and how they made their journey all the way to Jerusalem. And now we're going to see them going from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, which is located five miles south of Jerusalem. So I want to talk about the wise men's discovery. What did they discover? Because once they discovered what they were looking for, we see not only their discovery, but their delight. They were excited. So first of all, I want to talk about the witness of the star, how God took this supernatural star, could have been a comic planet. We really don't know, but God used some type of astronomical sign to guide them, to lead them. And when I think about the star, I think about GPS, God's global positioning system. How we use GPS technology. There's a satellite up there. We don't see the satellite, but the satellite is beaming down signals so that our tablet or uh, phone or whatever the case may be, our electronic device, we can get that signal and we have someone to lead us and guide us as well as a map to show us where we need to go. So that's the good thing about knowing God. Even though we can't see him, the Bible said God is spirit, but we know that God is real and God will lead us and guide us. And all we have to do is follow him. In fact, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man make it to the father except through him. So if you want to know the way, Jesus is the way. In fact, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways to acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. OK, and not only the way, but Jesus is the truth. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. OK, and then he said, I'm the life. You who want to have eternal life, not just uh, living forever, the quantity of life, but also the quality of life. He said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So Jesus is the bright and the morning star. He's the one that we follow. So we see God using this supernatural star to guide the wise men, the magi, the astrologers, and they made it to their destination. And once they made it to their destination, we see the worship of the wise men because they were able to go into the house. The Bible says he's no longer in the manger, but now he's in the house. Some theologians believe that he's probably a toddler by now, but they went into the house and they found Mary along with Jesus. And the Bible says out of reverence, they pay homage to him. They bow down and they worship 
the king of the Jews. And not only the king of the Jews, but we know from reading the Bible that he is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. They bow down and worship him. And once they worship him, they didn't come empty handed. I think that's something we need to keep in mind as we celebrate, celebrate Christmas because Jesus is the reason for the season and he is God's greatest gift. In fact, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall believe him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So we see them presenting their gifts. First of all, they gave gold and then frankincense or incense and then myrrh. The three gifts are, are significant here. And I just want to highlight uh, these three gifts here. Uh, Bible scholars, as well as the early church fathers, understood gold to symbolize the deity that Jesus Christ is God wrapped up in humanity. He is deity wrapped up in humanity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's what Christmas is all about. So they gave gold to symbolize his deity. He is a king. Also, they gave frankincense. Frankincense symbolized purity. They will use frankincense on the altar when they offered up a sacrifice. Because of his purity, he can be our righteousness. He can become, amen, a perfect sacrifice for us. And then the last one is myrrh. Myrrh was used for embalming. So that symbolizes his death, that he was going to die on a Friday, but he was not going to stay dead because we know the story early Sunday morning. He got up with all power and heaven and earth in his hand. So what will you give Jesus on this Christmas day? And if you don't have nothing else to give, the best thing you can give to him is your life because he wants you to be saved so that you can spend eternity with him. Stay tuned for part three. We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following yonder star We three kings Star of wonder, star Star of royal beauty bright, westward leading still, proceeding, guide us to that perfect light. We three For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Sing with me. Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Oh. 
All right, thank you for sticking with me. This is part three. We want to wrap things up with our last point. Our first point was the wise men's destination, verses one through eight. Then our second point, the wise men's discovery, verses nine through 11. And now we want to talk about the wise men's departure or their detour, because once they found Jesus, the Bible says that they went in a whole different direction because they was hip to King Herod's deception. They realized that he was just trying to trick them into finding Jesus so that he could kill Jesus because he couldn't stand to have a rival king. So the Lord spoke to them. And I think that's significant that we need to listen to the voice of the Lord, not only to find Jesus, but after we find Jesus, we still need to walk in the spirit and be led by the spirit and let God direct our steps. Because the Bible said the steps of a good man, they're ordered by the Lord. So we need to let the Lord lead us and guide us. And the Bible says that they went in a different direction. The Bible also says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation, which means that he has been born again. Your first birth, that's generation, but uh, when you get born again, that's regeneration. God gives you a new nature. You are partakers of his divine nature. So they said, you know what? Now that we found Jesus Christ, we got to go in a whole different direction. And that's exactly what they did. So as you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, or maybe you saved already, make sure you're headed in the right direction, that you are following the word of God and you're doing the things that God will have you to do. Before we bring this program to a close, we want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. As I said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall believe him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's close out in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this Christmas special that we had this opportunity to come in the homes of our uh, friends, oh dear God, and we pray, oh dear God, that this, the word has fallen on good ground and that someone would give their life to you. We know that regardless of what we got or did not get on Christmas morning, oh dear God, we know we have the best gift if we have Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just pray right now, oh dear God, that you continue to bless uh, Rising Star. We pray that you bless all the other churches that are opening your name. And Lord, we just pray that we remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. We thank you for all things. So thank you for this message. Come worship the King. And Lord, we come to adore you on today, to worship you and to celebrate you and to thank you for all things. And this we pray in your son Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. May this be your best Christmas yet. Make sure you stay safe and take care of your loved ones. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray this message has encouraged your heart and renewed your spirit. If this message has been a blessing to you, please share it with everyone you know. If you would like to help support the ministry, spread the gospel, and assist in funding community service projects at Rising Star, visit our website at www.risingstarbaptist.org and click the yellow donate button. Or zell us at finance at risingstarbaptist.org or mail in your love offering at Rising Star Missionary Baptist Church, 2800 East 36th Street, Tucson, Arizona, 85713. We look forward to you tuning in again. Remember, Rising Star Baptist is a local church with a global reach.